Welcome back to Trumpet Blast. This is Brian Doty here with Paul Bell. Trumpet Blast is all about the testimony of Jesus on earth as it is in heaven and knowing God and being known by God. I'd like to ask you a question, Paul. Where did the idea for Trumpet Blast come from? I'm, I think that's a question that people listening to us are are having right now as, they, as they're listening. And I think it would be great for you to dig into that. Okay, thank you, Brian. Trump Blast evolved from an experience that I call a vision. It wasn't just a vision that I saw. It's a vision that I was in. I was transported. I was, I was standing in front of a machine, and uh, I wasn't there anymore. Uh, is this a, so what kind of machine is this? What's the setting? Where, where are you at? Well, okay. I was helping a missionary and his, his son... Uh, they had come back and retired, and they were running a machine shop. And I was running a CNC mill, which is a three-dimensional mill, and it's all programmed, and you push a button, and it, it goes through all this stuff. And when I pushed the button to start it, I was in another place with the Lord. And this place that I was at, I believe it has to be someplace in the heavenlies, there's a floor, but it's it's like glass. You can see through it. And you can't see it. You can see through it. But you know there's a floor. You go to step down. If there's a step there, and there were steps, I went to go down the steps. And I knew where the steps was, but I couldn't see them. There's walls, but I couldn't see the walls. There's a ceiling, but I couldn't see the ceiling. I just knew that there was something there. It's interesting. The knower knew it, but the seer didn't see it. Anyway, the Lord and I were standing on the steps, and we were looking down as a pretty large room, and it was filled with other things, but there was only one thing that caught my attention, and it was a man, and he was an older man, and he was on his knees. He was dressed like a goldsmith or a silversmith or whatever you call it, like a jeweler, uh, an engraver, because that's what he was doing, and he was kneeling in front of this glass bell, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, bell jars. A barrel yep. jar. And this one was on a pedestal, and it was a glass pedestal. And in the bell was a trumpet. And it was a golden trumpet, and only had one valve. And it was spinning around in thin air. It was just floating. And the man was engraving on a golden plaque. And he was engraving, and he was working on it. And the Lord said to me, he said, he is engraving, the time is now, blow the trumpet in Zion. He's finished, the time is now, he's working on below the trumpet in Zion. And when he said that, I was no longer in that vision. I was standing in front of the machine, looking at it, and it was done. It had gone through this whole 10-minute program. The program was done, and the piece was finished, and I had to open it up and take it out. I was not aware of any of that function at all. And the Holy Spirit said to me, and Paul, that man working on the engraving is you. That freaked me out. I'm going like, that's an old man. And what's he doing engraving so that stuck with me. So now help us understand how basically, roughly how old you were at the time and how many years ago oh, gosh. that was. 
how old was I? Um, that's a hard one for me to tell you. I don't, I don't remember those things that well. It would have to be maybe 30 years ago, 35 years ago, maybe. Sure. So it's a long time. Basically, it's a, it's for a, our listeners, they, they need to know that God spoke to you through this vision. And I was a younger man. Ago. Yeah. I, right. I, okay. I was a younger man. And I, I had a family. I had kids. I actually Googled a one-valve trumpet. And they call it a traveling trumpet or an apostolic trumpet. So anyway, it profoundly impacted me. And I did a lot of praying and fasting and asking the Lord all these things. The important part is I know some things, I think some things, and I wonder a lot of things. I like to say the difference because when I know something, I will die for it. If I I believe something or think something, you know, I'll put myself on a line. You know something, you know something. Like, I know Jesus is the Son of God. He is. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, I'll die for that. And the thing that hit me was the time is now. Let me ask you a question, Brian. What time was it yesterday? What time is it yesterday? What time is it yesterday? I mean, it doesn't make sense, does it? Your memory can tell me, oh, at 9 o'clock I did such and such. But it's not 9 o'clock now, yesterday. Yesterday doesn't have any time. Yesterday has history, but it's now. The time is now. What time is it tomorrow? What time is it going to be tomorrow? Time is eternal because it is a measurement of experience that allows you to be able to separate your memory from your hopes. Tomorrow, that forward time, is a hope. It's a desire. That's why it's impossible to please God without faith. Because you can't move into the future without faith. You have to have faith. Faith comes from hearing and being one with Him and knowing Him. It really sounds complicated to think about, but it's really simple. It's so simple because all you are responsible for all you have is right now. The time is now. We're stationary in eternity. We have gotten eternal life. You know, it's confusing sometimes the way some people present it. But you ask Jesus into your heart. You accept him. The Holy Spirit comes in and sets up residence. And you have eternal life. You don't die and get eternal life. You have now. You are an eternal being. I am an eternal being. I, I may pass from this dimension to someplace else. We call it death. We call it a vision. We call it whatever. I'm always me. And I'll be me forever. And you will be you forever. So the time is now really is a way to look at what's happening and not have to worry about what happened because Jesus has bled and shed his blood for every missed that time. And it's washed clean, justified, redeemed, sanctified. I'm in the process of learning what that is. You are in the process of learning what that is. But it's always the now. You're not responsible for tomorrow. And he took responsibility for yesterday. So 
That's why I say, and you always open it with the testimony of Jesus on earth as it is in heaven. That may sound cute, but I don't think of it as cute because I don't think that we who know him and he knows us and all the the dimensions and ramifications of Christianity, it doesn't portray who he is. I want the testimony of Jesus as it is in heaven that when people say no to him, they would not say no to you or to Christianity or a church or religion they would be able to say no to him because they would see him or meet him for who he is through the revelation of Jesus Christ. People need to know Jesus for how he is in heaven and who he is in heaven. We're going to spend the rest of our lives with him. Better get to know him. One of the big impacts of this, of what God showed you in this vision, is how you view time. And it's not just you viewing time but you you want us to know about it too because it changed how you lived life as well so viewing time impacts how we live life now fast forward 35 years later you're putting out you're putting this podcast together and talking to us about the time is now blow the trumpet in zion i don't quite understand i got some hints i've been to israel six times I haven't gone back the seventh time. I've had some opportunities. So this is a hint I've got running around in my head. It's not confirmed, but I got a hunch the seventh time is probably going to be very significant. Very significant. Each one of the times that I've gone there has been an intercession time. We'll have to talk about them. There's things to learn. There's things to understand. And there's some fun involved. The place is wonderful. Israel is. The first time I went to Israel, I thought, wow, I'm home. I said to Jesus, I said, if, if I'm supposed to go back to America where my family is, you're going to have to send me because this is home. I couldn't not feel at home. I don't know how else to explain it. It's, it's a cool place. So the connecting point is Zion. I mean, it's a it's actual it's a geographic location in Israel. So when God said, "Blow the trumpet in Zion," it would make sense to me that you would choose into traveling back to Israel six times, and you've got this sense that you're going to be back again, and the seventh time is going to be significant. Now, maybe you could help us understand is Zion a place that's outside of Israel too part of our experience with God is blowing the trumpet in Zion something that relates to us here in Madison well that's a good question I don't know if I have the answer for that Zion is a holy mountain and God loves Zion I think it's a place I think we're going to be gathered together there when Jesus comes back He's going to touch his feet on the Mount of Olives. I've been on that mount. He's coming back. He's going to come back on that mount. And we shall see him. We shall be with him. One way or the other. We're alive. We're coming back after human death. So I I think it's a literal place. And I think it's a place of inhabitants. to, To understand earth is the footstool of the Father. That's not a small thing. The older I get, the more I realize a footstool is pretty nice. You know, place to put your foot. 
you care about your footstool, but it lets you know he's got a lot of other stuff in his house, in his kingdom. Earth is a footstool, but Zion is part of his heart. However he wants to think about that, it's up to him. I tend to think it's it's another way to talk about the olive branch, the root. He chose Abraham and had a son past his time, miracle son, and he had to go through the whole process of taking him up to sacrifice him, to say goodbye to him after the Lord had promised him to him. And it says that he was found worthy because he believed God, because of his faith. Because believing God is putting your now into his hands. You don't have to have a whole idea of what's going on as long as you have an idea that he's the one who's going on it and you're with him. It's a relationship. It's not a group or a something you join. It's really family. It's being in the family of God. I think it, it really loops back around to what's on your heart to give to the church, both here in Madison and to whoever is listening out there. It's a trumpet blast, and that's all about the testimony of Jesus on earth as it is in heaven and knowing God and being known by him.